We're rolling. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Women of history celebrate you and me. Cheers to you, badass. Raise your glass, cause she fucking did that. She fucking did that. She fucking did that. She fucking did that. Put that at the beginning. Like, do the hi there, and then the theme song. And then <laughs> I will totally do Hi. It. How's it going? Hi. Hey, bad boy. <laughs> I think it's a great way to start. I think that. Yeah, you're right. Well, anyways, this is She Fucking Did That. And I'm Layla, if you didn't know. And I'm Gia, although I don't know where I am right now. I feel like this is so weird for us to start like this. <laughs> but this is fantastic. And you are listening to She Fucking Did That with the most badass theme song again, performed by Martina Dreyer, the best, and music by Amanda Cattell and our whole theme song music team. So thank you again for being the best. And we are here to talk to you about some more badass women that we never learned about in history yes, class. And this is episode 16. Can you believe that, Gia? No, that's four months. Yeah. We what? have a four month old. We do. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you remember in Grown Ups? Okay, wait, hold on. I got to backtrack. First of all, Layla was in New York and we got I to was. hang out. I'm sure if you haven't. <laughs> I, I know. Now she's back in LA. Boo. That makes me sad. Boo. But the entire time I was quoting movies and she had no idea what I was nope. saying the entire nope. weekend. <laughs> I just laughed because it was funny. I just didn't know what they were from. <laughs> That's fine. As long as you laugh, that's okay. Yeah. But of course, we're all about crediting people here. So I was like, oh my God, like she would laugh. And I'm like, do you know what that's from? And she'd be like, no. And then I would tell her. But I actually have another quote for you okay. in response to what you just okay, said. Okay, tell me. So we have a four-month-old, 16-week-old podcast. And if you recall in Grown Ups, <laughs> do you remember when... Um, it was Chris Rock and Kevin James just like around the pool. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, so how, how, oh, like, oh, your baby's so cute. How old is he? And Kevin James is like, oh, he's 48 months. <laughs> and Chris Rock is like, that's four. And he's like, so? <laughs> and the kid was still breastfeeding at four I years old. I hate and it was when people very funny. say that. <laughs> just say that he's two or he's four or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to have to count the months. That's too much work. Ugh. So funny. Anyways, so we are in the midst of two sagas right now. Gia and I, we want. Gia started her saga a month ago, right? It's like a month ago, and then more than yeah. a month ago. So Gia is doing yeah. her suffragist saga, and I am doing. I just started my Spooktober because we started out October with RBG, obviously how to do that so we are now into spooktober where i'm gonna give you guys some halloween themed creepy stories about badass women Ooh. Ooh, spooky halloween <laughs> i'm so excited this is layla's favorite it thing is. Spooktober, i so. am so excited especially for this story today and get hyped everyone yes. and i am going first today so should i just jump in yes Jump okay. on in, Gwen. That's another quote for the newsroom. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> but yes, should have known. Dive in, jump in. It might be cold though, since it's October, into the pool. If you're diving into a pool, I don't know what you're jumping into. Maybe it's well, a pool it's of jello. 90, it's 98 degrees in LA today. Not the band. 98 degrees. <laughs> So, yes, well, then you have to go to a pool. It's 98 degrees. Yeah, but all the pools are still closed. Um, <laughs> anyways, so today I am covering Elizabeth Krebs. Ooh. Do you know her? I don't. Does this name ring a bell? Well, no bells. Pro- yeah, yeah, that is understandable because nobody really knows who she is. And this is... The point of our podcast. But we all should know who she is because she is the mother of modern Halloween. What's modern Halloween? It's the Halloween that we all know today (laughs) where we all get dressed up and go to people's houses and beg them for candy. Awesome. (laughs) What did she do? I can't wait to learn about her. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Krebs. So let me tell you my drink that I'm drinking right now. So it is a rosé. And I'm calling it Mrs. Krebs Rosie Rosé. And you will get that in a second. <laughs> I can't wait. Yay. So my sources are Hiawatha World Online, Her Campus, Into the Rabbit Hole podcast, and of course, Drunk History. Fuck yes. <laughs> they are the ones that gave me the idea for this. So our story, our spooky story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone get the flashlight. Here we go. I'm yes. excited. Our story starts in the mysterious and dark place of Hiawatha, Kansas, in 1912. 1912, Kansas. Kansas. Very deserty. Dorothy. Trying to get in the mood. Okay, there we go. Think of tornadoes and witches, and it wasn't like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) But during Halloween... um, Throughout the years in Hiawatha, Halloween was a night where kids would put on masks and just go batshit. They, this is why I hate children, okay? They, <laughs> they would just, they're just hooligans. So they would overturn outhouses, behead chickens, set shit on fire, and just pretty much destroy everything in the town. So on the morning of November 1st, 1912, Elizabeth Krebs wakes up to find that her flower garden, her beloved flower garden, has been destroyed, including her roses, hence the Rosie mm. Rosé, because she was a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> now, she was the president of the Hiawatha Garden Club, so she was like, mm this shit ain't gonna fly. No, no. That was me paraphrasing. I don't know if she actually said that. <laughs> um, that so is she, not my job. That is not my job. But it was her job. She, she was like, I am the president of the garden club. This, These children are destroying all of our flowers. No. So she plans this big Halloween party at her house for the next Halloween. So Halloween 1913 comes around, and Elizabeth invites all the local kids and teenagers to her house for a rager. And she's like, dress up in your costumes, come on over for a good time. There's music, games, like bobbing for apples, classic Halloween game. Um, Everyone is having a great time. 
Um, and Elizabeth's thought is that if she can keep the kids occupied at this party all night, they'll be too exhausted to go out and wreck her garden and the rest of the town, and they'll just go home and go to bed. That was the plan. So party was was a success. Everyone had a great time. Everyone's super tired. The party ends. Elizabeth goes to bed. The next morning, she wakes up to her garden destroyed again. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) There are trucks on fire. The town is covered in shit, literally, literally and figuratively, because they overturn outhouses. Oh, God. And again, I hate kids. (laughs) <laughs> but Makes Elizabeth she's determined to fix this What? Ha- why the garden why are they attacking the garden well they just like, destroy everything yeah but on Halloween yeah. like why Halloween if that wasn't even a thing because yet? well Halloween well, was. was always it was yeah. yeah it was always the night for like mischief and stuff mm-hmm. so right. that, so that's why yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go fuck up her garden guys yeah like, <laughs> it's such a frat thing to do it's for real. It was like basically just frat boys. Yes. I love the, the Halloween hooligans. I think that's a good. <laughs> that's a good one. It's mm-hmm. a good title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Elizabeth is determined to fix this because the whole house or the whole town is destroyed. Um, and she's like, this, it just can't happen. Like that's, it's a terrible thing to do. So for the whole next year, she spends her own money time and resources to put together the biggest halloween party in town so she got help from the local police and other residents to throw this big frolic quote-unquote is what they called it around town um so halloween night 1914 Kids, teenagers, and adults in their halloween costumes from all around town gathered in town square in hiawatha there's a live band playing all the, you know, top of the chart songs <laughs> for 1914, like, like Sean Paul and whatever is popular. Sean Paul, <laughs> <Jean> Bell, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, yeah, Mr. 305, of course, Pitbull. <laughs> that was popular back then in Kansas, of course. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the band starts leading everyone in a little parade through the town. And as they go through the town, people are giving the little kids candy and toys. Um, They decided to give them candy because they were like, oh, well, they're marching around town. They might get hungry. So here's candy. (laughs) Here you go. I guess. (laughs) Um, And Elizabeth was like, okay, this has to work this time. It's been a long night. Everyone was dancing. Everyone's exhausted. So the night ends. Everyone goes to bed. November 1st, 1914, Elizabeth goes outside to check on her garden, and guess what? Everything was fine! <laughs> yes! Yay! Everything was fine! It was, com- it was completely untouched, but not just her yard. Everyone around town was coming up to her saying that none of their properties were vandalized. Amazing! Nothing- right? Nothing the was on is fire. broken! Exactly. (laughs) Nothing was on fire. All the chickens had heads. It was a good time. All the chickens, the roosters, everything's fine. Honky dory, November 1st. Everything had their heads. Yes. So excited. (laughs) Yay. And so the witches rap like an Into the Woods did not have to happen. 
So she, you know what I'm talking about? What's, oh yeah. yeah, I thought you like said green the witches. Greens, special greens, parsley, peppers, and every cabbage. No, yeah. So Do we, did you say the rich the witches wrap? Yeah. Oh. I thought you said something else. I don't uh, know what I thought you said. Yes, the witches wrap everyone. So she eliminated the need for that wrap. Yes, so that's wonderful. Because before that was everything even written, was okay. But still, yes. <laughs> so from then on, Hiawatha continued the tradition of the Halloween frolic, quote unquote, Aww. every year, and it spread throughout the country and grew into the Halloween tradition of trick or treating that we know today. And it was born. But wait, is it because she basically tricked the kids into partying? <laughs> basically, <laughs> she treated them. Because- because she tricked I love this. Yes. That is a really good way of putting it. She, It's trick or treat. See, she fucking the ultimate did that. Trick she or fucking treat. knows how to reverse psychology. These hooligans. She did. She really did. And she raised a glass. And it was all because... <laughs> and it was all because she, Elizabeth Krebs wanted to protect her flower garden. That's Amazing. it. Miss Kansas Krebs. I love it. The, the end. <laughs> Thanks, the end. What a story. I love that. Happy Spooktober, Layla. Happy Spooktober. That's well, a great Gia, story. I know that was a super, that was actually one of my shortest, I think. It's a great but, story. Okay, but t- I want you to tell me, what is your favorite trick-or-treating memory then? Let's talk about that for a sec. Oh. Um, or like your favorite your favorite costume that you've ever done. <laughs> well, d- did we talk about my... My Halloween costume that I've been doing for the past have. few years on the show. I don't know if it made it to the show, but remember. you have to okay. say it again. Well, all right. Here's it. So my favorite costume that I ever did was Fred's gothic girlfriend, which is a very... <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you all recall Fred, the YouTuber, I was obsessed with Fred in middle school. And it was in 2009... My mm-hmm. one of my best friends, Stephanie, and I trick or treated together. And I just wore a blue Fred t shirt and I put a fuck ton of eyeliner on. And I was Fred's gothic girlfriend. And because that was that's amazing, that was yeah, seventh grade. Because Fred was like the most popular YouTube channel for our age bracket in middle school. Yes, it was Fred and Shane Dawson. And I kind of mm-hmm. like combined the two because I loved mm-hmm. the Shane Dawson um, emo breakup video. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> vaguely, vaguely, yeah. Yes, that was I fun. remember the Shane Dawson. It was like a um it was like a horror movie. He did some sort of like yes. short horror film thing. He of did. course that's the one I remember. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So Shane was um, huge back then. I know there's a lot of controversy with him right now, but I still yeah. love Shane. Shane, you're cool. I hope we don't I, get canceled for me saying that I like Shane. I loved him back then. Yeah, I, I really, really do not now, know but. much what's going on with him, but he's, he's yeah. cool. What's your favorite costume? Mm. I had a lot. I mean, because I mean, I loved Halloween since I was a kid. Um, but I think I don't know if it was my favorite. I mean, it's definitely up there, but it's definitely the one that I worked the hardest on. Um, my, I think it was my f- sophomore year in college, I was Raven from Teen Titans. Now, it definitely would have been cooler if I had the rest of the Teen Titans, mm-hmm. but I just really wanted to be Raven, so I 
I pretty much like put together the whole costume from scratch. Um, wow. I tr- yeah, I tried dyeing tights to match like her skin color, but they turned out royal purple instead of gray and i don't know (laughs) oh no (laughs) but so i just ended up having to buy gray tights because Mm -hmm. yeah i fucked up but yeah and then i I made her belt from scratch pretty much and then i her leotard i like glued on all of the all of her gems and everything and i i spray painted my hair purple. purple i painted my face so it was like so it was gray and it it was just a really good time. Wow. So that, you that was definitely all out. Yeah, that was definitely the hardest I've worked on a costume. I tried I tried doing um the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. like a femme winter yeah. soldier, but the arm was super hard to make and I was I'm broke sure. and I had oh, no Oh, you were time gonna do that last it, year, so. right? Yes, and I yeah. keep saying that I'm gonna do it, and I keep not doing it because <laughs> I'm always fucking broke. And it's now my reason is because of this fucking pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you this year I'm just going as a witch. <laughs> well, honestly, for Christmas, like, ask for the materials and you can just make the hand and you can keep that in your room or your apartment forever. That's true. That could be cool. One day I'll do it. Yeah. One day I'll do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I give you much credit because I, I never go all like that all out for a costume like I, I of course I love Halloween and it's fun but I, I n- not enough for me to like to do that and that's really yeah. sad I would love I should we gotta get you, you into should. a convention I like, really want to go to a con hey if yeah. anyone wants to sponsor us um for me to go to a con <sighs> yes. then that would be amazing um <laughs> are you gonna be are you gonna do anything this year um so my boyfriend and I his name is Vinny and he really wants to do my cousin Vinny um ah uh, yes so of course that'd be fun and that's always been like a goal of mine to do that with someone um so but we don't know if we'll actually buy the stuff so again we'll see i'm pretty lazy when it comes to halloween and i shouldn't be but, but actually get, get to i, I do have Marissa. of course of course of course <laughs> um but i have always had this dream for the past few years as to be really funny if you want to do this with me and we can get three more people We'd be mm-hmm. ready to go. I always wanted to go to a party as with a group as Maroon Five, and everyone would just wear maroon T-shirts. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, who are you? Like, oh, I'm part of Maroon Five. <laughs> I, I am done with you. <laughs> it would always get a reaction. I don't care what it is. But it would just people like, what the fuck? And I. Yeah, at least you would get a reaction. <laughs> you know Some what? If, if it. it comes down to the wire and and a costume doesn't work out one year, I will be maroon five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, thank you. But for the past four, no, six years, six years, shit. Okay, for the past six years, I've gone as Jay Leno for Halloween, and that also gets a reaction. <laughs> Because I just, I told you this, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. You guys, I if laugh you guys, every time. It's so fun. If you're low budget this year, all you need to do is wear denim on denim <laughs> yeah. and you're good. That's it. And like stand in front of a car, any car. Any car. And just, just get a white wig and then you're, you're golden. Yeah. Don't eat. Not oh even. Not even. Oh, so yeah. funny. I love it. Okay. Well, let's give... Everyone a little break from us for a couple seconds. 
<laughs> and then we'll be back with your suffragist saga. Hey, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast, and you are listening to She Fucking Did That. And we're back with She Fucking Did That, episode 16. Layla, thank you so much for sharing the story of Elizabeth Krebs, the mastermind behind trick-or-treating. The As motherfucking the mother of Halloween. <laughs> mother of modern Halloween. That is so yes. fucking cool. I love it. <laughs> there needs to be an American Horror Story episode on her. If not like part of a series. That'd be so funny. I cool. agree. Yeah. Um, so continuing with our suffragist saga again, if you're just Woo. coming in. Yay. Um, so as we all know, my spiel once again. 2020 is the centennial year of the 19th Amendment being ratified, but it was only white women who had the right to vote in 1920. So we wanted to share the stories of the black and POC women and other women like who had like significant part in helping us get there in 1920 and also helping us further voter equality and accessibility now. And it's pretty cool. Yes. Um, so, and of course we've talked about RBG, we had to, and yes, she's always just a part of our women in politics in general. So of course we had to talk about RBG. We also talked about the League of Women Voters, um, that of course, like we specifically did highlight white women, but of course there are so many women of all, all of all ethnicities and sexual, and like sexualities and, and identifications everywhere. And it's awesome. Um, and today it's, we're. I'm trying to think. We are absolutely talking about someone who not only helped us, like, vote, but she actually fucking ran for <gasps> the president. Oh, the president. She ran for the office of the president. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty fucking cool. And her name is Shirley Anita St. Hill Chisholm. I love her. Have you Shirley. heard of her? Shirley. No. Shirley Chisholm. She's awesome. And my drink is called Unbought and Unbossed. Yes. Yes. And I will explain. I'm excited. A few. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have to admit, I am drinking a Bud Light again because there are more left in my fridge. But <laughs> what I would make um, is actually inspired by a drink that I had with Layla and our friend Michelle Miller at Mentors on the mm-hmm. Mic. We all met for bagels and I got one of those like Frappuccino things, like at like, the Starbucks Frappuccino things you could just buy yeah. at any store. And fun yes. fact, Michelle actually told us that it's because it, it says Frappuccino, but it's just a liquid and you're supposed to put it in a blender with ice and then it whips it up. So what I would do is get a vanilla Frappuccino glass and put mm-hmm. bourbon in it whip it up Ooh. drink that unbought and unbossed shoot that would be so good it would be amazing all I right will make we're that gonna tomorrow yeah <laughs> let's make that this weekend done it'd be great it, it, it's it's a fun it, it's still like an iced drink if you're like mm-hmm. you know still in that in between time between mm-hmm. the fall so it's cool that's and where i am i know <laughs> i know Ugh, but it's still coffee so it's fine yeah. And my sources are... Oh, I are, miss New York. I know. Sorry. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> I will. Eventually. She'll be back. It'll be fine. So my sources are womenshistory.org. Um, there's also an autobiography of hers, Unbought and Unbust. There is a movie Ooh. 
called Unbossed and Bought, so it kind of switched there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. on DVD and it's by 20th Century Fox, directed by Shola Lynch in 2005. A speech of hers on YouTube and NPR. Nice. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. So she excited. So I'm excited. so excited. All right. So she is the first woman and the first African-American woman to seek the nomination for president from one of the two major parties. Hell yeah, she is. Yeah. That's like Shirley. Her, Shirley. It's <laughs> <laughs> her biggest claim to fame, but there is so much more too. She's born in Brooklyn, New York, just like our girl RBG. I love my Brooklyn mm-hmm. girls. They got fucking balls. The balls on you, Hell Shirley. Yeah. You're fucking awesome. She is the oldest of four <laughs> daughters to immigrant parents. Her father Actually, was... Actually, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Let's not say that. They don't have the balls. They have the ovaries. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. You are so right. Thank you. <laughs> Accountability. Beautiful. Yes. They have the ovaries. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ovary. <laughs> ovaries envy. over broveries. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ovaries over broveries. That is... That should be the name. Hold on. Yes. Over, that is a quote over. from Leslie Nope, by the way. It is. Okay. Another cool. badass woman. Another badass woman. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. So I take it back. I love my broken girls. They got the fucking ovaries. Boom. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and her father was a factory worker from Guyana. Her mother, uh, Ruby Seal St. Hill, was a seamstress from Barbados. And look at what she did. She did not give a fuck. This is awesome. She's here. She's an American. Boom. She graduated from Brooklyn Girls High School in 1942 and cum laude at Brooklyn College in 1946. And she won a lot of awards on the debate team. Of course she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah. And although professors encouraged her to consider a political career, she said that she had a quote unquote double handicap as both a black person and a female. Mm. Sad. So she decided to work as a nursery school teacher. And for a long, long time. And she got married in 1949 to a man named Conrad Q. Chisholm, who was a private investigator. Oh. She soon got her master's degree at Columbia. Of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of course. All Um, of the great women graduate from Columbia. Everyone's from Columbia. Oh, oh, Columbia. (laughs) RBG. RBG. Yep. West 125th Street. There you go. Boom. Mm -hmm. It's a very historic place. You guys got to go. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm sorry, and- she got it in early childhood education? Yes, she did. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We love and appreciate all our educators, by the way. We do. We do. We might have our thoughts on children, but we like the people who take care of the children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes we I do. work with kids. I, if any of my students are listening to this, I love you. You're all wonderful. You're beautiful people. It's just a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's fine. We've all been kids. We can hate ourselves sometimes. Yeah. No, we shouldn't. I'm all about positivity. We can cut this or not. It's fine. Anyway, in 1960, she <laughs> I still was... hate kids. Okay, yeah. Layla hates kids. I love kids. I work with kids. It's fine. Yo, you respect me. I respect you. No, we're yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway. We're good cool. here. We're good. We're good. We all good. Can we move on? Awesome. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> in 1960, she was a consultant to the New York City Division of Daycare, and she was just all over the map fighting for racial and gender equality. Um, She joined chapters of the League of Women Voters, one of our favorite leagues ever, Mm -hmm. Um, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, which is, what is it? What is that acronym? (gasps) NAACP, and the world keeps spinning round and round. (laughs) Yes! I was going to quote Hairspray before, but I didn't do it. (laughs) 
it. You already know the hairspray. I forgot what I was going to say. What were you, what was I going to say with it before? But thank you. Perfect. With and With fucking Amanda Bynes, like, yeah. really getting into that line. I love that. Um, <laughs> and she's with the Urban League as well as the Democratic Party Club in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. So her whole thing was in Bed-Stuy. If we have any listeners in Bed-Stuy, I used to live right above Bed-Stuy in Bushwick. And it's pretty cool. Shout uh, out. Shout out. Huge shout out. Yeah. Bed-Stuy. A lot of history. Pretty cool. So 1964, she ran and became the second African-American in the New York State Legislature. And she eventually won a seat in Congress. It was really cool. Um, now, she was part of the 12th Congressional District in Bed-Stuy. And that, like, pretty much most of the residents were African-Americans and Puerto Rican citizens. So that's interesting. Just something to point out. Mm-hmm. Um and she was also part of the New York State Assembly, where she helped pass unemployment insurance for domestic workers. Pretty cool. That's and amazing. she co-founded the Congressional Black Caucus. She supported Title IX in 1972, which, of course, ends discrimination against women in federally mm-hmm. funded education and sports programs. If anyone is in college, you are very well versed on Title IX. It's a mm-hmm. whole thing. So that's like her resume. Wow. Yeah. Then, I mean, what a resume. <laughs> I know. And that's like not even the beginning. But I have to mention all of that so you can yeah. see why she did what she did in 1968 okay. and in 1972. Okay. In 1968, she ran against a black man named James Farmer, who was a civil rights leader and a Republican. And she ran as a Democrat. Um, now, this is really cool because it was two black citizens you know, running for this seat, and it really mm-hmm. didn't get that much public attention. Um, now, of course, with Bed-Stuy being like a, a, like a huge Puerto Rican community, um, she also spoke Spanish. Um, it pretty much said that James did not. Um, and it was just really cool that, like she said, she's like, well, he's an outsider because he lives in Manhattan. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that's pretty funny. And so you have to really that's be funny. in the neighborhood to be there. That's, yeah. that's what she thought. Yeah. I thought that was cool. But then attention is, slowly it, started getting there. Oh, what? Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's, that's, I feel like that's true. I mean, even just visiting you, the difference between Manhattan mm-hmm. and where you live, I won't say it to, so people don't triangulate your Oh, location, I am a proud but, resident of Astoria. Oh, please. okay, great. <laughs> You're totally fine. No, but of course, anywhere, different borough, different world, honestly. Yeah. No, but hello. Astoria. How have I not talked amazing things about Astoria on this podcast? I don't know. I love living here. It's the greatest. Um, anyway, so then she slowly started getting attention. So she was on Jet Magazine, which is a national black weekly magazine. She was um, then on the cover of 1969 Ebony Magazine. And then she was interviewed by NBC on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. Wow. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, and... There's just so many other things. There's an NBC documentary on her, too, called The Irrepressible Shirley Chisholm, um, mm-hmm. where a black teenager asked her, how do you feel about being the first black woman in the House of Representatives? And she said, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> as she looks at the girl along with all of her classmates there, and she said, first of all, I'm very glad to make history in this country, being the first black woman, but I don't get terribly excited about it. Um, I thought that quote was very interesting because... Sometimes I feel like you have to kind of separate yourself from yeah. what you're doing in order to keep your eye on the prize. Um, right. And that's how she felt about it. Um, people feel differently about enthusiasm for things, but I just thought yeah. that was interesting. That was her point of view. 
And on November 5th, 1968, she was the first black woman elected to the House of Representatives. Wow. Pretty cool. Really? The first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I've never heard of her. I don't know. I don't know how we never learned about her in history class. That's crazy to yeah. me. Um, and she was known as, quote unquote, fighting Shirley. So she introduced more than 50 pieces of legislation. Crazy. So again, championed racial and gender equality, plight of the poor. She fought to end the Vietnam War and another mm. co-founder of a, yet another organization, the National Women's Political Caucus in 1971. Wow. Now here we get to the good stuff. After here seven years in politics, she wanted to run for president in 1972. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, but this was according to NPR. She was discriminated against from the Democratic Party um, where she couldn't be in the TV primary debates. Um, but after taking legal action, she was permitted to have one speech. And I saw that speech. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. It's only 14 minutes long. Um, but she ended up getting um, 10% or 152 of the delegate the delegates votes um with a very underfinanced campaign at the end um of course she didn't win she did not get the nomination this was of Mm. course during the nixon time um Ah. but it was still extremely significant that she did this yeah yeah and in her speech her opening lines were very interesting and she said i am not the candidate of black america although i am black and proud I am not the candidate of the women's movement of this country, although I am a woman and I am equally proud of that. I am the candidate of the people and my presence before you now symbolizes a new era in American political history. Um, I did take out some parts, but that was like basically it because it would have yeah. been too long. Um, and then, of course, she gets into all the stuff about Nixon and how we need to do better and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but well, we I, all saw how that went. Exactly. So. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's interesting that she opened her speech with saying what she is not. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, I think even today, like it's all about declaring who you are, what you stand yeah. for, and setting the record straight with it just in a very declarative way instead of Mm -hmm. trying to clarify other things yeah Um, i mean it definitely it definitely set her apart i'm sure from Mm -hmm. the other candidates that is something that is a memorable speech to start out with saying like i'm not i'm not whatever Mm -hmm. yeah because of course like when like i mean in in politics like you want to say this is this is who i am this is what i do and yeah, you're right. Not nobody does that. And I think that that is the sign of a very intelligent person. I concur. So. <laughs> yeah, raise a glass already. Yes. <laughs> now, here's Shoot. something that's pretty fucked up. Um, but it's just so profound, I think. It's mm-hmm. fucked up, but also kind of cool, but you you decide. Um, okay. <laughs> so she was running um, also against George Wallace. Are you familiar with George Wallace? The name sounds familiar, but yeah. remind me. He was, the, the at that time, the former governor of Alabama. Okay. He's the guy who was like, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Oh, that guy. Oh, Lord. That yeah. guy. So <laughs> he did, like... So Shirley said that like she, that he liked her um and but I don't really know what happened here. So 
basically, George Wallace came down to Florida and went all over. The, of course, it's Florida. And went all over the state. Everything happens in Florida. And anything goes in Florida. <laughs> Big mouth. John Mulaney. Nicole. There you go. Um, and <laughs> so this is a quote from Shirley. George Wallace came down to Florida and went all over Florida and said, if you can't vote for me, don't vote for those oval-headed lizards. LOL, lizards. Uh, vote for <laughs> Shirley Chisholm instead. So it's like, don't like, okay. if you're not going to vote for me, don't vote for these assholes, vote for Shirley. Mm-hmm. Um, but this ended up fucking her over in the end. Um, and it crushed her votes because people thought that she was in the league to get Wallace votes. And that killed her in Florida. Um, yeah so maybe he was saying it sarcastically he was was just a reverse psychology yeah maybe he knew what he was doing there yeah yeah pure speculation um right so but i think we can all put the the, the dots together here um but the fact that like she went head to head with him too was Mm -hmm. interesting um Yeah. yeah so all that happened she of course, did not get the Democratic nomination, but she was the first fucking African-American and the first female ever to run for president in 1972. Crazy. Um, Flash forward, 1977, she became the first black woman and second woman ever to serve on a powerful House Rules Committee. She did all these things. She got divorced in 1977, remarried someone named Arthur Hardwick Jr. He was a New York State legislator. And she retired from politics in 1983. She ended up moving to Florida later in 91. Um, Why does everyone move to Florida? (laughs) Um, And she actually declined a nomination to become the U.S. ambassador to Jamaica due to her um, to her illness. Um, She was just she was. Um, But she did receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015, 10 years after she passed away in 2005. And he was telling uh, stories about her. So as we know, Shirley was part of all of these crazy committees. But Obama said, (laughs) so when Shirley was assigned to the House Agriculture Committee, (laughs) crazy, (laughs) despite the fact that her district was from New York City, she said, apparently all they knew in Washington about Brooklyn was that a tree grew there. (laughs) (laughs) So a tree grows in Brooklyn. A tree grows in Brooklyn. And that's oh it. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, so that's her story. So she wow. was a fucking badass. She she did what she wanted. She fought for everything. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be remembered as a woman who dared to be a catalyst for a catalyst of change. Yes. And now we have Kamala Harris running as like running for the vice president. Beautiful. I think she definitely did what she set out to do. I mean, even though she didn't get the nomination. But it definitely set an example for other women and other POC to do the same. Definitely. That's I love amazing. it. I think it's so cool. And I'm just I'm just more pissed than anything that I never knew who the fuck she was. I know. Until today. How do we how do we not know who the first woman and first African American woman was to run for president? No idea. Or run for the nomination. Like that. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get Amazing it. though. I don't get it. Oh, I just hit my yeah. mic. <laughs> but let's raise a glass to the both of them. Raise a glass. To Elizabeth and Shirley. Yes. Shirley, you can't be serious. <laughs> I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Airplane. 
Oh, uh, well, this was a great episode. No, not it, great. Great well, is a bad, bad word to quote. Yes. Uh, <laughs> great is a bad word. <laughs> this was a spooky and spooky. and uh, American. Very patriotic <laughs> episode. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Yeah. I had a wonderful time. And I hope you guys did too. Um, please, please remember to send in any stories about any badass woman in your life. We seriously want to hear about it. DM us yes. on Instagram at SFDT Podcast. Email us at SFDT Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Just find us, follow us. Please, please spread the word. And yes. we hope you learned something today. Me too. I learned something. I did. I learned lots of things today. All the things. Yeah, it's All awesome. All the things. And I also, um, I, so my Nana is turning 91 this month. And Happy birthday, Nana. Happy birthday, Nana. And she beat COVID twice. My twice? Nana's like, twice. She is Holy a fucking warrior. Shit. And she would hate me for using the F word in anything that <laughs> to find her <laughs> but she is the best and i also wanted to ask everyone if your grandma is also a badass because all all grandmas are badasses let us know about your grandmas too i'm just curious i really want to celebrate our grandmas yes me too shit okay shit. andy is being annoying and, oh he made uh, it the whole wants, time though he did um but i think he wants me to take him okay o-u-t yes so I mean, we're done anyways. So, guys, thanks for listening and uh, come back to us on Sunday. Don't leave. Come back. Jack, Jack, come back. Come back. We have more spooky stories and more stuff for just to tell you about. So, we'll see you then. Yes. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.